kind of went into panic mode. I'm like, how do I lower the pads? Ah. Oh, 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 you just take your finger and you slide it down. Touch screen technology. Okay. Oh, hey, Sasquatch. How are you now? <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> We are back with another wonderful, fantastic, amazing episode of Bigfoot Revival. Joining me is... All I can think is Wonder Bread. <laughs> you can say it. You can v- say it. V- vanilla float. <laughs> uh, uh, my good friend. <laughs> the delightfully average. <laughs> all, right, all right. So everybody understands. Uh, uh, you command says, you just, you just described me. Because I was like, I, I gave all the great things to Yeti. You know, the man, the myth, the legend. And the I mean, cooler. The cooler, yeah. Can't forget that part. And and so I'm trying to think of all right, so how am I gonna introduce other people? I can't I can't just continue down the road of not Yeti <laughs> <laughs> So I bring this up to Yuka and Yuka says, just refer to me as Wonder Bread. <laughs> I'm like, that's incredibly funny, but I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) That, That's probably fair. That's fair. I need to to, uh, meditate on that one and figure that one out. So we're back with another episode. This will be It's Good to Be a Man or Yuka Man, part two. Uh, We are still going through, and I'll show the camera. We don't even know if this will get on YouTube or not, but we'll show the the book uh, that we've been reading and going through. We made it to chapter six, and we really didn't go through everything. And I, I had one, I had one comment that said, "Look, I, I I know what you're saying. I agree with you, but you need to clarify some things for people who are coming into this fresh." That's understandable. I responded with, tell me what, like, like help me because I, I, I deal with this in other areas to where, um, guys who have been in this for a while, um, abolition, abolition is a good one. Um, uh, the guys who have been in it for a while, they have their, their a vernacular and a way of talking to where if you're not already on board, sometimes you get lost. Sometimes you're like, is that right? I mean, I hear what he's saying and that, that sounds right, but it doesn't at the same time. And so you're trying to figure that out. I think you can have the same problem here because the culture has raised us to understand that um, we are equal in a very homogenous way. So there's really no difference between men and women. Um, And I mean, like 2022, masculinity, just as a word itself, has its own connotation with it that comes with all all kinds of things, biblical and not. Yeah, I I guarantee you. In when you're talking about mainstream media type thing, uh, uh, toxic masculinity is thrown out there more than just the term masculinity by itself. Mm-hmm. I, I I may be wrong about that. I don't have I don't have the statistics in front of me to say that, but it does seem like anytime you hear about masculinity, it's toxic masculinity, and. There, there's such thing as toxic masculine. There really is. Um, if you jump on YouTube right now and look up like 
how to get a hoe or something, you're going to find a lot of toxic masculinity. You're going to find men who, let's be honest, where you're going to find men who have basically been dumped by society, who, who women have deemed to be unworthy uh, for whatever reason. And so they decide, well, I'll just jump on this extreme camp and instead of trying to find a wife, I'm just going to try to get as much. Uh, I'm trying to keep it a family show. As much promiscuous behavior as possible. Right. Do you think that kind of stems with like kind of a spinoff here? I know there's chasing rabbits here, but like. Chase them? When, you, when it comes to like, you know, finding a voice like that. Um, especially on like YouTube or social media outlets, do you think it's a lot easier for people to find a voice when they're going to like an extreme end like that? You know, putting something out that's clickbait or, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, but something that's like going to an extreme where yeah. like people people see that and it's like, oh boy, that seems extreme. Let me see that. Go for the clout, for the followers, for the, the likes, you know. Do you think there's a part of that that plays in it too? I, I th- I think that there is a combination of things. I I think if you were to find someone like us on YouTube talking about what we're talking about right now, people would say, "Well, that's offensive. It's extremist, and and really, we're not. <clears throat> we're really not. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, um, you know, we're not out there just being ugly. We're not. We're not trying to to." Start a pot for the sake of starting a pot. Um, we don't believe in treating women as inferior. Uh, we don't believe in treating women as if they are a lesser being of any sort. We don't believe in treating women as if they are just a tool to have for gratification. I hope you know what I mean by that. I mean, um, and we say, look, man, God created women. This is wonderful wonderfully made in his image created woman he also created a role for a woman just like he created a role for a man and life goes so much better whenever men and women fall into those roles and live in a way that god created them to live okay that is uh really not that extreme i i don't i mean i can see why somebody would say oh it's extreme to me you know you talking about a woman, a woman liber? That's the old person way of saying it. These women libbers, you know, to them that would be extreme. But the 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 uh, but the system doesn't differentiate what I just said to somebody who would say women are uh, hoes, women are uh, uh, gold diggers. So take advantage of that. So so the men who look at the society that is created to women say, let's take advantage of it. I mean, honestly, the sexual liberation has been a large help to the, 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 the promiscuous man. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, the, the women's liberation movement has done more for dog men than it has for anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and so, so what do you? So the guys who would say, "Hey, take advantage of that," um, are going to be put in the same camp with us, 
And I think at a certain point, men go, because because the the system doesn't differentiate, right? You're either 100% feminist or you're an extremist, right? You're either 100% for socialism or you're an extremist. I, I mean, in all honesty, uh, if you listen to what the government calls a terrorist, they would consider us terrorists, which is a retarded thing, to be honest. But but that's what they would consider us as because because we own guns and, and, and we 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 uh believe in 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 uh self responsibility and and the belief in god and 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 so this puts us in a dangerous camp yeah would you say that push for like feminist versus extremist kind of creates like a bias for action one way or the other and that's kind of yep. what people are are uh you know gaining traction for movements on and things like that yes yes <clears throat> and i don't want to be the guy who goes hey there's a third way because um uh uh there's so many Christians who who go Republican Democrat. There's a third way, you know, and it's like no, there's not. What are you talking about? You know, they don't want to. They don't want to seem like they don't. A lot of Christians. Uh, I don't know if you know about the Gospel Coalition or Together for the Gospel, but these groups are groups who say like we don't want to take a hard stand either way because we don't want to. We don't want to alienate the 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 left, but we 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 also understand that we were built off of the right. And, and and so they go for this whole third way thing to where um, Christians should not be involved in certain things, uh, uh, you know, like the government primarily, I guess. But but and it and it kind of I don't ever want to be that guy. I want to be the biblical guy. I was going to say, do you think there's like a maybe a source document or some kind of publication that would have all of messages like a, a compilation of messages from god that we could like live our life off of do you think there'd be a book like that <laughs> some would call it the bible <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It, 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 <laughs> i like the way you said that it, there again it, it it goes back to what what's the end goal what's the end goal and, and what are you trying to accomplish and what what are we, you know, where we are saying uh, the end goal is to see people think biblically. The end goal is to see people come to Christ. The end goal is to have a society that brings glory to God. All right. These people say that the end goal is to, uh, so so where we would say, all right, the world is going to hate the gospel. Therefore, put on the armor of God. And stand up. All right. These people say, well, if we, if, if, uh, you're a Marine, it's the difference between an infantryman and a CIA agent. I don't see where you're going with this. All right. Yeah. The infantryman puts on his, he puts on his body armor, he grabs his rifle, and he's ready to go to war. And he does this not not and don't don't take this as if we're saying that Christians ought to grab their guns and go shoot people. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> then we'll definitely be terrorists. Yeah, yeah. Then we definitely are terrorists. Um, but but it, it's the mentality of, okay, we have this belief, we have the Bible, we're going to use the Bible to stand up for this belief, and we're not going to back down. 
we're going to say, thus says the word of God. Right, that's got to be founded in like a good understanding of the word that you can stand on. That's what it's, that's what it's there for. Exactly. Then you have uh, the, the other side, and, and, and in a lot of ways we're the same. You know, I mean, they're, they're Christians, they're, they're, but it's the Tim Keller type camp, it's the, the Gospel Coalition, uh, Together for the Gospel, uh, Southern Baptist, and I'm part of the Southern Baptist, but but uh, a lot of them have fallen for this type of mentality. Where there's that, no judgment, kind of passive. Well, not, what we'll not there do to... is we'll secretly sneak into there and subvert their way of thinking. So we'll 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 become the uh, you know we'll we'll get into their camps. We'll we'll get into there and we'll get into their good graces. And then we'll do this and we'll do that. And they'll like us. And then once they like us, we'll spin it on its head. And they'll, they'll you know, that's what I mean by it's like the CIA. You know, we're going to get somebody in your government. And uh, we're going to, we either going to convince you to do it or we're going to flip you over on your head and get the new guy to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where the, the, the infantryman says, Am I using the right terminology? Yeah. Marines yeah, have infantrymen. Yeah, yeah, I was about yeah. to say, some, some things like drill sergeant. There's a difference between a drill sergeant and a uh, um, yeah, um, drill instructor, drill sergeant instru- instructor. Yeah, all yeah. three different things, but the same thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't want to be. I don't want. I don't want uh, uh, some army ranger listening to what some. I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm also. I'm. I'm not the expert when it comes to infantry. I'm. I'm just a helicopter pilot. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just the guy who's gonna pick you up when you're half dead. And uh, I don't know if that's true. I'm just making things up. He's looking at me like maybe, hey, uh, not. Not. <laughs> um, but the infantry man puts on his armor, he puts on his gear, he he and he and he stands and he says, "All right, you're not allowed to cross this line. All right, my go, my my job is to gain the next the next line. My job is to, and so, um, when Paul talks about the armor of God, that's what he's talking about." That's what he's talking about, and, and so the enemies have fiery darts, and 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 right now what we have is a bunch of men, and this I'm trying to round this back to the book. I see you've gotten some really good segues into our conversation today, talking about spiritual warfare and like uh, the role of sex and like what that does in the Bible and how that's glorifying God. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I was gonna say is that our men now are not infantrymen. In the church, we've not produced enough infantrymen. In, in, now I can't even talk. In, what, what's the word? Infantrymen. Yeah, infantrymen. Yeah, yeah. We've not produced enough infantrymen. We have only produced uh, selfish children, it seems like, um, because we've told everybody that the gospel is about you. The gospel is about God saving you. The gospel is about, uh, uh, it made it very you-centered. So then whenever somebody says, no, God actually desires for you to live a certain way. God actually desires for you to, uh, it's about his kingdom, not your kingdom. You're like, huh, what? What? Why? But but YOLO. Yeah. Well, so there's a question, That's I guess, too. not going to make me rich. You know, talking about the, the military analogy there. Uh, with infantrymen, right? Um <clears throat> You talk about like a centralized leadership, chain of command kind of things. Like those are those are lingo thrown around with military, uh, right? 
with the church, do you think there's, you know, a lack of a centralized command in that point, a lack of like a chain of command? It's not as vertical as like you'd see in a military structure for like a real, real battle, you know? I think that, that, um, I'm trying to. Am I too loud? No, no, no. I, I think I'm trying to fix that from last time. Yeah, something about me. I'm like, I don't sound right. But I think what you have with that kind of comes back to to. I, I'm just want to pick your brain. I don't know backgrounds. Yeah. So so you have a Catholic background. Mm-hmm. The Catholic background definitely looks like uh, a military structure, right? Yeah, you got very, the Pope, very vertical. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, uh, you got the like Pope, archbishops, bishops, bishops yeah. and then deacon or like priests and deacons, and like yeah. very. And, and these guys are very. Where now you're a Baptist, congratulations, and, uh, <laughs> and and what you're looking at is probably more of a um, special forces, right? Yeah, we we, yeah. we smaller groups, a little so more decentralized, our church decentralized, yeah. um, but the goal's the same. So so our if we are, I don't know terminology, so I apologize. What well, uh, what's a marine special unit? Yeah, like raiders or all right. Uh, so we're, we're we're the raiders, and the church next door is the green berets, right? The, even though we may be doing some, we may do things differently. Even though we may do things with um, at least small time. What 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 just came out of my mouth? Small goals are going to be completely different, right? The ultimate objective is always going to be the same, and we're fighting for the same purpose. And so that gives them the freedom to be them. It gives us the freedom to be us. And um, we get to operate in a way that allows us to bring the most glory to God because we're not the same as them, Mm -hmm. and we're not the same as the church up the road, right? Right, not going to have the same strengths, not going to have the same outreach. Exactly. So God develops us to do certain things, and He deser- develops them to do certain things. And and when you look at the ultimate structure, is from heaven above, right? So God is the the King, mm-hmm. and so then then the King is giving uh, direction to different people. And you have I don't want to say that these people would be considered like generals. Um, but you have people who are very well known, and their influence helps influence the direction. And and but they, for but they're not going to be over us, like we're, we 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 answer directly for God or to God. Excuse me, not for God, but to God. We direct answer directly to God. But there are people out there who who help us along. They're, they've got wisdom, they've got platform. You know, you, you look at a John MacArthur, you know. Um, everybody knows John MacArthur. He's he's influenced almost, probably almost any kind of Bible-believing church. Um, and for the better. But we wouldn't see, but we don't answer to John MacArthur. Does that make sense? Same yeah, thing with yeah. the Southern Baptist Convention. The Southern Baptist Convention is a bunch of special force units that all operate under army. Does that make sense? Or Marine or Navy or whatever. And so denominationally, please don't carry this too far out of context. (laughs) Uh, But, but, but thinking about what you're saying, you would say, uh, 
certain denominations could be considered uh, Methodist, Presbyterians. They've got more of a somewhere between Catholic and Baptist, right? Pentecostal, Baptist, independent churches have that very, uh, you know, so they probably work more as uh, infantry units, units where we work more as special forces. Like in smaller groups, individuals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sit here, like, I, I'm like, I, I think I answered your question. I don't know. How'd I do? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, like, went down kind of a, an odd rabbit hole just trying to draw an analogy out into a bigger picture there. Yeah. But, like, yeah, definitely um, <clears throat> what we see today is, like, kind of poking around the subject of spiritual warfare. And what that looks like day-to-day activities. I know that's kind of a hot topic and what we've talked about as a church here a lot. And also, um, you know, something that a lot of people struggle with as well. Because it's it's out there constantly in your face, especially today with as many, uh, you know, media outlets and just whatever influences have you between work and personal life. There's, it's, it's always out there. So, and, and part of the issue is, it's almost easier if somebody comes at you with a gun. All right, somebody comes at you with a gun, you can shoot Because then at least you're aware. It's yeah. in your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more... Uh, Where the battles that we face are very... Uh, subtle, drawn out, yeah. in the background. And, and they're, they're so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You don't... Let's take the pedophile. Like, like, there's a huge problem in our country with pedophiles right now. The Christians want to be like, what are we doing? What? These are our children. What? First of all, you want to kill the children, but if they do make it out of out of the womb, now you're wanting to, to, to sleep with them. And, and you get so frustrated at that. And we lose the idea that God is in control of all this. And that part of your battle isn't to go and slay the pedophiles, even though you may want to. Uh, part of your battle is honestly raising your children so they'll never be exposed to that kind of horrifying thing. And training them to be better Christians than you were at their age. And loving them so that they will have a faith in Christ and not in uh, things of the world. Uh, uh, and And... and you want to grab, I mean, I don't know how to explain that. I mean, as a father, you want to protect the children. You know what I mean? As, mm-hmm. as, as, as a man, I think you want to protect the children. Um, and, and you see in the culture that the culture is leaning more towards a pedophilic uh, uh, beha- uh, child rape is 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 trying to become acceptable. How do you fight that? How do you fight that? Well, you fight that by turning to the Lord. There, there's nothing you can do more powerful than turning to the Lord and praying. And I don't mean like, Lord, please don't let there be pedophiles in the world. You know. Um, but actually going to him with a broken heart and saying, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want to see children raped. I don't want to ch- see children on the internet naked. Um, uh, that stuff is not 
does not bring you glory, O God. Please end it in our in our in our world. Please end it in our world. Please end it in our our county, our state, our our town. Um, because in reality, you know, we like to look at Hollywood and D.C. and and those places are hotbeds of debauchery, but you'd be a fool to think that it's not happening in your own town. You'd be a fool to think that it's not happening in your own town. And if God puts somebody in front of you and you can do something, then do it. Um, but, but at the same time, your job's not necessarily to go out and start hunting pedophiles. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, now, unless God's put something in front of you, you, you know what I mean? God opens that door, and you feel God's call towards, and I don't mean pedophile hunting in the sense of there again with a gun. I'm talking about the people who, you know, they they, they get on the Internet. They, oh, I'm just six years old, and, and then they trick. Well, there was there used to be a news show that done that, uh, to catch a predator, to catch a predator. Like, and there's people on YouTube who are doing the whole to catch a predator thing, right? And they're trying to show light on, hey, man, this dude's a pedophile. Um, so, so, you know, I'm not saying, uh, if you do something like that and it was, it, you do it in a way that brings honor to God and God opens the door for you, I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I'm also saying don't feel guilty because you're protecting your household and you're protecting your people and you're doing what God's called you to do at this place and at this time. Right. Like spiritual warfare doesn't mean violence, but at yeah. the same time, you know, being able to understand the word and being able to act on the word and where you fall into place with that and yeah. in align with like God's plan and what he's got laid out for you. Like that's, yeah. that's all like a, a big trio of understanding, if you will. Yeah. I, well, I know like <laughs> when it comes to like the, even abortion meal ministry, I know some, some of the guys are like, I would, how do I phrase this? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to put words in their mouth. But the local abortion mill is not a real hot spot. Does that make sense? Like, there's a lot more action at other places, and and the the local abortion mill, we don't have access to like the front door, so to speak. And and I'm going, I went, no, 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 no. Don't be discouraged over that. This is what God's designed for this. Fall into that and and be obedient to him here. Don't 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 try to make it. Uh, don't try to take this in your own hands and and try to 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 do something that God is not designed to have happen. Right, because I feel like that's a, a good rabbit to chase down here. Kind of like just interpreting God's plans and yeah. like acting on your own will versus His will, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, if 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 there's any sinfulness about it, then we know it's not God's will for sure. Um, other words, uh, if you've had the thought, I'll just blow this place up, right? Because that's happened in the past. Um, not, not, not godly, not, not what God's calling you to do. Um, if your thought is, let me pray for these people. Let me stand and give them the gospel. Um, but it's not as, it's not as adventurous or, or not as exciting as it is at that place, uh, on the other side of the state, right? 
God hasn't called you to that place. God's called you here. Mm-hmm. And 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 it may not be as exciting, and it may not be as adventurous, or people may not have the the same. Um, you know, they may not be looking at this particular place in the same way they do. That that doesn't matter. God's called you to be faithful here. Be faithful here. Um, if if God hasn't put something in front of you for you, don't assume that. Uh, like it's just not going to be there for you. You know, that's something to pray over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and don't don't just try to take things in your own hands. You know, God's put you in a certain place in a sp- certain time for a particular reason. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think of something more down or more every man type thing, and that would um, I, I think I think just going to the book. Not the book, but going through the book that we're reading. Uh, make babies. That's spiritual warfare. Making babies. What, what, and, and you say, well, how's that spiritual? It, it, God literally calls your children arrows within a quiver. What do you do with arrows? You shoot the bad guys with them. It, 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 you know. Um, it's like there's that old saying, like, you know, you want to see good people in the world have kids like that's yeah if not the yeah. most direct influence you could have over somebody else is being yeah. their parent you know well and and when we talk about discipleship the the word the the great commission is not go and make disciples of all nations actually i think the way we understand it is go and preach the gospel in all nations it is therefore as you go make disciples of all nations this was never designed to be um, like, all right, break, and we all spread out all over the world. Now, there's been times when God has spread us out into the world, right? Uh, persecution, that kind of thing. But ultimately, it's as you go along, every single day, as you go to the grocery store, as you go to work, as you go to uh, um, the gym, as you go to the coffee shop, as you go, make disciples, make disciples. How do you make disciples? By acting in a certain way. You see somebody drop a dollar bill on the ground, pick it up and say, sir, ma'am, you dropped this. Right, like that's, and, that's and being a nice person. That's that's, that's uh, being giving a glory being, to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, and that's something like kids would be watching too. Like that's a day in and day yeah. out kind of thing. That's and it, building again, a habit pattern. If you have your kids with you at that moment, mm-hmm. they just saw their dad become, or not become, but being the man that he claims to be. And it's not just something that they. It's not a. It's not a far off. Uh, hey, we, you know, this is idealistic. No, they see it in practice, and they will be able to mimic that. And it's not like a grand example that's unattainable either. You know, holding yeah. a door open for somebody or exactly. helping an old lady across the street, that kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And and praying with your children. Are you praying with your kids? That is amazing warfare. Because not only will they see their daddy praying for them, they will build a habit that they'll be able to carry into their adulthood and their families. Growing that you are, as you go, making disciples. Um, I think, too, like, you know, building a habit pattern like that. 
love truck. Uh, building a habit pattern like that bleeds over into other things, you know, yep. too, being over praying over meals or praying with friends or praying with people outside of your, you know, your own direct family or your church family, like praying for other people. Like that's yeah. a, that's a huge step and like a huge growth into, yeah. uh, you know, a follower of Christ. Yeah. Well, and an example of that in my own life is, uh, the guys who get here early, I'll grab them. So sometimes it's just two of us. Sometimes oh, that's definitely not me. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> not you. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if you've heard an announcement recently. <laughs> yeah, I can't think. Of that. <laughs> well, like Miss the Yuka woman, if you will. She, yeah, uh, yeah. Whenever, whenever we get here, she's like, oh, a church that knows people are going to be late should do announcements. Early, like the first thing. I'm like, well, <laughs> we could be on time. <laughs> oh, you should have told me that. I'm going to have to give her a hard time now. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. There are easier ways to get to the announcements. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're... Well, anyways. Anyways. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. Off topic. Um, but but you're... you're um, so I grabbed the guys and... And my oldest boy comes running by. Now, he's six, I think. Yeah, six. And five. Five or six. I can't remember. I barely remember my own age. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> you could just stare at me like, how was, do you not know was, your kid's age? No, 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 no. I was trying to think of who you were talking about. I mean, now, now I figured it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes around. I said, come here. He thinks he's in trouble, you know. Huh? I said, "Come here, come here, come here. Just we're 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 gonna come together. I want you to come with us." And we prayed, and he was just in the room with us. He was just in the room with us, showing him not just that Daddy prays, but this is what we do as Christian men. Like one of the greatest things that you can do is as you raising your own family, grabbing the, somebody else's kid. Like like for example, if you could decided, uh, hey buddy. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. My brain goes blank. But, you know, hey, come come on. We're, I'm going to go do this. Why don't you come with me? And now he's got a male influence other than his daddy to look up to. So he has his daddy and another man. And the church, as part of their warfare, should be taking other children other other boys for men it would be boys obviously don't don't take a little girl with you just you and a little girl but for the women you take little girls right and you say hey uh, let's do this today you know and and I tell you who's a great example of that in our church Miss Stone Miss Stone she 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 works with the cruise kids she works with a handful of kids and she just says hey uh, I think one of them she paints with. You know, she just, she has her little paint room and she brings one of the kids or a couple of the kids with her and she just, you know, and, and she doesn't have, uh, she does, you know, she doesn't have, um, uh, her kids are grown and out of the home and it's just her and her husband. And, and so she, she says, Hey, you know, this is an opportunity for, uh, a woman a girl to see another Christian woman other than a mom. And it just reinforces all that. And that, and that goes back to the, how important the children are to spiritual warfare and, and how, how the world wants to, to radically flip that on its head. 
Uh, one of the things that the book, I think in the name of the chapter, Sex is Good, and and what it points out is, you know, you would say, uh, the church, I mean, the, the devil, excuse me, the devil sees the sex as a bad thing. And you would say, well, how do you how do you figure that? Because he's put it everywhere. No, he hasn't put in sex everywhere. He's put debauchery everywhere. And like lust. Lust. Know, that's what, it's a, what yeah. he uses it as a tool for, yeah. yeah. And, and so... Um, you know, uh, I just saw a thing on this. I don't know who she is. Uh, Demi Demi Devado, Lovato, Lovato, Demi Devado put out an album, and she talks about being essentially raped at seventeen. Um, and all these hardships that she's been in, and then she blames Christianity. And it's like, you're, you're living in that world. You're not living in a Christian world. You're living in that world. How are you blaming us? Like, 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 I don't understand that. But the enemy has thoroughly convinced her. Oh, yeah, 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 that's bad, that's bad. But here, indulge in all the things that brought that. Indulge in those things. Indulge in it. Go, go for it, go for it. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, 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 but but this is good. Doesn't that feel good? And it and it and it pushes you into this world that is based off of emotion and 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 feeling. And and I don't just mean like uh, happy or sad feeling. I mean like uh, sensual feeling, uh, um, actual uh, textile type feeling. You know, oh, that feels nice. You know, type of a thing. Because it does. It does. Uh, if sin wasn't fun and pleasurable, people wouldn't do it. Wait, what? Right? Sin, sin is, yeah. And and so, cocaine. Evidently, I've never done cocaine, but cocaine has some something about it that draws people to it by the thousands, millions, regardless of the cost on life and yeah. like financial hardship. It all is. That. There's a country song, and it's ugly, but it, um. Trying to remember who it's by, Chris. Uh, Chris. Uh, he he redid uh, whiskey whiskey. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. I think he's the one that does it. But uh, he says the high cost of living is nothing to the cost of living high. <laughs> and he has this whole song. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Hey, no I'll, like, I'll, I'll play like it that. for you. I'll okay. play it for you when you get a chance. But the whole song is about. He had this kind of normal suburban life, and then one day he got caught up on drugs, and he says, I had this loving wife, I had the kids, I had the home, I had all these things, and I threw it away for cocaine and a whore. What? what? I mean, sin has that type of effect on people, that you Mm -hmm. are willing to throw away everything good and wholesome for a hotel room which is a t- cheap imitation of a, a of a house, a whore, which is it, 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 you're, you're you're trying to get the thing from a wife without the responsibility of that wife. In fact, you can say the same thing for a hotel. It, it's like a home with no responsibility. I was going to say it's like the you know like the, even like the book we're reading talks about the difference between uh, just a home and a house is yeah. a family. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that kind of using that uh, 
relationship between uh, what the book says is sex as an engine for dominion uh-huh. for God, like using it um, for the glory of God yeah. can be like anything that man does with uh, anything that can be used for real good things can be used for real bad things, like exactly. nuclear energy or exactly. you know whatever you want to well, fill in the blank there. The the analogy that he had there was, was so good. He said fire, it can be uh, really good or really bad. Sex can be really good or really bad. He said... You can really take fire and put it in this controlled environment in a motor, in an engine of a car, and and it's this, it's wonderful. It fires, drives the piston down, which pushes another piston up, which causes another fire that pushes it down. That's thing you know, you've got this rod turning. That rod gets to turning. It spins everything. Now you've got it spinning the transmission, which hooks up to the wheels, and you've got this entire system because of a spark, because of a fire that was in under, under control that can now drive a car, or not drive the car, but but. All right, but it's used to propel a car, yeah, and like propel. with that, you can get all kinds of freedom, go see great things, exactly, do, do amazing things, you know, exactly. Or that fire out of control can burn your house down. Mm-hmm. That same fire out of control can burn your house down. And that's the way the devil wants to burn your house down. God wants to put it in a in a place and position to where that fire can do good. He also took the that same analogy of the motor, and he said, you take the motor and you take the parts of the motor, and they all have these individual parts, and they're all real good, but you could take those exact same parts, melt them down, and you just have a chunk of metal, and it's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like, you take that apart, you break it apart, like, you know, you have your cam, your valves, your cylinder heads, all the block. When it's all separated, like it's it's no good to anybody. But you put all those little pieces together, and they work together yeah. flawlessly, and like yeah. they're all made for each other. And you can do great things together. Yeah. You know? Well, even this is getting a little nerdy, but even the <laughs> valve, the valve without the spring, without the rocker, without the roller, without the cam, it it, it just all works together, right? Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of those pieces missing, just a spring, a small spring. Will will cause that thing to go out of out of out of uh, whack, mm-hmm. and it's same thing in our lives. Um, you start, you let this little sin in, and it will throw the whole thing out of out of whack. It'll throw the whole thing out of whack, and so. I'm not gonna lie. I really like this engine analogy. I know. Yeah. I knew you would. When I was reading the book, I was like, I was like, this will get us somewhere. I know we'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, that's one thing. I mean. Uh, I I think both of us are are, are somewhat gearheads. You're probably more so than I am, um, to an unhealthy extent, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know where I. Well, anyways, so yeah. so yeah, I, we'll talk about that again some other yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'll be another podcast. Mm-hmm. Engines yeah. and their unhealthy obsessions. Bum bum bum. That would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, anyways. We we uh this ain't gonna be our last podcast. So you know God willing. Hope not. God God willing. Somebody's been paying mine at church. So <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you listen to the podcast. That's right. All right, so um you know the, I'm trying to make sure I wanna hit on at least the high points. Oh, we still got some time too, so Yeah. Yeah. It is it's kinda like where the book was going with it too had some some other questions for the podcast show we were talking about uh you know ruling and subduing 
being the difference between like falling off in your place and like the Bible uses uh not really harsh words, but like, you know, forceful language to help paint a picture or the way we interpret it. Hey. I'm just pointing out to him everything that he's highlighted in the podcast. I'm like, I highlighted in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no. But like, you know, where, where we talk about like that forceful language, you know, kind of often gets a negative connotation in, in a day-to-day conversation or yeah. like it comes off as being harsh. Or, you know, like we, we were talking about before the show started, being the difference between being forceful and hostile yeah. might be a generation difference or just a, a, you know, an understanding. But like, you know, words mean things, right? Yeah. So how that comes across, um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like, you know, just how that comes across is, is different between a Bible interpretation and like a day-to-day application, you know? Okay. Do you, do you see that difference or how we bridge that gap? Or, you know, so, is that where like books like this come into play where we have scripture and what it says is very black and white. And yeah. then the application is kind of the gray area that we live in, right? So, uh, I... A lot to unpack there now. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to simplify it as best as I can without a lot of dead air. Um, so the Bible's the standard. It gives us these big... Uh, I don't, not big, but... It, uh, don't murder. Don't steal. Don't... Don't... Uh, sleep with someone else's wife. Then it goes into, look, if your heart's here, you've sinned. So not, not just the action, but even, even if your heart, and that's even in the old Testament, that's just not, that's not just a new Testament thing. That's in the old and new Testament. Um, but it leaves room for everyone. And what I mean by that is, uh, well, we were talking about denominational differences, right, between us and Presbyterians. Um, a lot of Presbyterians who I think are very, very biblical, very close to us, um, they trying to baptize you babies. We're over there talking about, oh, no, we read the Bible. Um, and <laughs> that's not how that works. And so, so um, uh, but ultimately, we're, we're trying to bring glory to God. And God leaves somewhat room for us to operate in that way. Um, there again, the the Baptist church closest to us, Southern Baptist church that would be closest to us. Oh, yeah, you're both Southern Baptists. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you know how much variety there is in Southern Baptist life? There is a ton of variety in that. And God leaves that. That doesn't mean that, um, you know, uh, because churches are different that one is sinful and one is right. Uh, now, I also don't want you to carry that to the part where you're like, oh, well, this church says it's okay to be gay. Okay, that's sinful. Um, there again, you always go back to the, the, the book, the Bible. You always go back to it. But there is room for uh, differences. And I think that's intentional so that the Bible is every bit as uh uh valid the bible is every bit as as uh instructive the bible is every bit as flawless and 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 uh sufficient for the african as the european for the asian as the african for the the south american as everyone else right i hope i didn't leave anybody out uh 
the, the Eskimo. <laughs> you know, no matter where the Bible falls, it does not lose. It does not lose. It has the same punch in whatever culture it lands. And so there's things like we, we of a European uh, uh, tradition love hymns, love hymns. Why do we love hymns? Because they're designed in such a way that point to God and they love, you know, uh, who doesn't love amazing grace? Like even, 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 I don't care how contemporary your church is, you're, you're singing amazing grace. And part of that is because, uh, it was designed so that we could all sing together. And the idea that we worship God together, um, we don't, you know, and that's that's a place where we're different than, than other groups. Like, not every song that we sing is an old hymn, but the idea is that uh, we never have music that's just designed for someone to sing and entertain us. It's always designed for us to... Now, does that mean if you have special music, you're sinning? No. And that's the wonderful thing about Scripture. It allows for that. Does that mean that if, uh, if uh, you decide to put in... Um, Right now, my mind just went to like those Jamaican drums that go, you know, uh, made out of fifty-five gallon drums. Those type of drum, um, drums, uh, yeah. If you're if that's your cultural background, have them, son. I mean, you know, they're over there to amazing grace. I mean, that's kind of like where we where we went back to talking about God's will and like where He's placing you. Yeah. For that reason, and like understanding that reason versus uh, taking that reason on into yeah. your own hands and acting as you will, but well, and and I I did I, I used the church as an example, but I, I, thinking about it, I need to I need to point it out because your question was about culture, and 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 how different cultures can do church. There's there's freedom there, but even how you act within a culture, right, and. And I, I do think, I think there are places where it, uh, Scripture talks about um, you might be better off not eating sacrificed meat when you're around these people. Okay? And and not that it's a sin, but those people have an issue with it. Why? Because of their past, their history. And, and they didn't want to eat sacrificed meat because they saw that as a form of worship. Right? For example, in our culture today, if anybody asked me about yoga, I would tell them not to do it. I would tell them not to do it because, well, what if I put on worship music? You're still, that is a worship to another God. Yoga is worship to another God. And and because you put on worship music while you're doing it, still... It's one of those things where you don't want to 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 live an example to where uh, this is a battleground in which we're fighting right now. So why why try to indulge that? Bend over, touch your toes. You're still stretching. You just don't got weird names like like backwards dog or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 there are other ways to stretch that aren't yoga. Just stretch in the in the ways that aren't yoga. Um, uh, 
because if you follow those, uh, even even the stretches, it isn't just like the namaste crap. It is the the idea is that you start off one way, and by the end of your stretching, you're laid prostrate before God. But it's just the stretches that lay you prostrate before God. That that have you to where you are you are tired and weak and cannot stand before their God. So 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 why even do that? Why why take that chance? Why 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 even bother with it? Especially if you know that it could harm another Christian. Uh, uh now. If you're doing yoga and you're a Christian, am I saying that you're going to hell? No, I'm not saying you're going to hell. But but this is a battleground in which we are. It, he he says it in the book to where to where paganism leads to. It's the war on sex, if I remember right, the chapter one war on sex, where he talked about paganism leads to uh, one of these uh, uh, the culture to where men and women defined lines are not defined. Mm-hmm. They still have men and women on a necessary basis because you have to produce children, but they do whatever they can. That's why um, uh, in the in their temple to their temples to their gods, usually there's some kind of sex act. I I put on a cartoon on uh, Netflix. That was my first mistake, but but like. They showed these people worshiping the moon, and it was that same thing. And I was like, oh. <sighs> Cut it off. Right? Are you saying the moon is a false god? Well, the people worshiping the moon. <laughs> like, like there was a moon goddess in this show, and I wish I remember uh, the name of it. Yeah. But to worship her, they would all get together. It was like a, well, it was an orgy. I'm over here going, oh, you know, people mingling. It's nasty. And I... <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it was and 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 it's a cartoon it didn't show anything that I remember right and, and but but I was like okay I thought I'm I'm thinking this is gonna be like Lord of the Rings type stuff these are things not glorifying God yeah 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 and so uh uh you know I I chose not to watch that show am I going to hell if I watch that show no. But because of the culture in which we live in and the paganism that is knocking on the door of cultural revolution, I, I choose to, to avoid those things. Right, because like, you know, you think about like just how commonplace a lot of uh things that would be sinful or just not glorifying God are, are and like normalizing them is yeah. like a slippery slope down to yep, yep, yep. going off the path. Even you within know? your own mind. Right, right. Right, like like even as a Christian, you may say well, you know, I, you know, you 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 watched uh, Friends and and Grey's Anatomy and and oh, I don't know, Ellen DeGeneres, and, and you're watching these shows on TV, <laughs> and uh, and then one day, you know, uh, you would never be gay, and and you would never uh live that lifestyle, but then you turn out that you, your niece, who you love dearly, says I'm gay. And because you've already softened your heart to it from all the things that you've watched, even though you're like, ah, that stuff ain't right. I wish they wouldn't put it in there. You've softened your heart towards those things because you have indulged them in your own life to a certain extent. Now, now, 
that your niece, who you love dearly, says. Um, just because of the shows that I mentioned, I'm going to say aunt so-and-so. Mm. <laughs> Can't imagine a bunch of dudes watching Grey's Anatomy and <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Um, but anyways, so you've already softened your heart to that thing. And you're like, you know, I don't like it, but I love her. And so, and we've already convinced ourselves because of the culture of the time that you have to endorse uh, my image of myself or you're committing genocide against me. We've already convinced ourselves of that because when somebody says, uh, this is violence. Right. Because that's, that's going back to the whole pacifist, like, Oh, we'll turn another cheek. We'll join them. We'll turn them from the inside. That, that kind of warfare mentality. Yeah. And, and, and well, I think, I think that allowed that mentality to flourish. Kind of like chicken and the egg. They work together to yeah. get to where we are today. Well, so so if people had stomped Germany in the ground right off the bat, Germany would have never become what it was with, under Hitler. Mm-hmm. They saw what Hitler was doing, especially England. Oh, absolutely. And England, you know, it was, England was, it was pacify, pacify, setting, pacify. Setting lines and then him flirting with that line, tipping a toe over, and they're exactly. like, oh, okay, well, here's another new line, and then he'll push right up against that. And it took Churchill to mm-hmm. put his foot down. Mm-hmm. So, so the pacifism, the 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 um, like tolerance. Yeah, the, the, basically, what it was is we 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 believed a lie that secularism was the religion of our world, and that Christianity had no room in 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 the in the marketplace of ideas. That's with like the separation of church and state. Looking uh-huh. at science as a new god now. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. And so that allowed for the the um what we were talking about, the the this stuff to come in. And now that it's taken to a certain place, some people want to put their foot down. Well, that's gonna cause war. Some people wanna you know but if we had just stood our ground to begin with. Um, we'd be in better shape. I forgot where I was going with that though, so we may just have to put a pin in that. And do you remember? I don't either. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, Good no, argument no, no. though. Good argument. No, no, no. Though. Uh, yeah, it'll come back to me like after we've posted it and everything. I'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> be re-listening to the show, and you're like, that's where I was going yeah, with that. Yeah. Oh. Have you got any questions? Like, uh, or let's see here. We we talked about how the devil uh, hates biblical sex and loves to de- uh, uh, turn it into something that it's not. Um, we, yeah, because that's what we we're talking about with the fire. Mm-hmm. We we're talking mm-hmm. about with the fire. Um, One thing I, I see too that it had talked about a little bit. In chapter five there, talking about the, the war on sex. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot on the show, and certainly at least at least myself in the, the now the second episode I've been a part of. Um leadership and like the role that a man's gonna have leading a household, um, understanding God's will, and then taking disciples of his family and and moving forward with that. But also, like, chapter 5 there in the book talked a little bit about service and what that looks like, too. Do you want to speak to that as well? Like, you know, kind of not not just 
uh, lead, 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 but also what what service service ship looks like okay. from from a, a man's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A role. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly where you're talking about, but I think I have enough information to be able to roll with it. So if I'm if I'm off the mark, rein me in. But, um. I'll put it to you. Sorry like if this. that was out of the blue. Yeah. No, no, no. It, because it's a good question, and, and I think it'll soften some of the things that we've said too for for maybe our our, our ladies who to be listening who who maybe not as for, or even guys who are just like man these guys have turned into so- chauvinists you know because <laughs> that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever worked a job and the guy who's telling you what to do? has never done it. You tend not to respect that guy. Right. Like right. when that guy's like, hey, jump down there and clean this out. And you're like. You never touched that in a million years. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, you know, he didn't do it or uh, he wouldn't do it now. Um, they, they talk about George Washington. One of the things that made George Washington a great leader is uh, if something had to be done, you know, he would, he would, he would jump off his horse and go help the men do it. Um, I mean, you could see that like uh, example of uh, leadership by example, or that that uh, service, that that like servant leadership yep, mentality, yep, yep. you will. And like a lot of, like at least for myself, I think of a lot of the, like military leaders. You know, think like General Mattis out yeah. there in the foxholes, like in Fallujah, as like a colonel or one star general at that point. You know, being out there with a bunch of lance corporals just. Sitting in their foxhole, yeah, watching watching bullets go by overnight. Like that's that's a huge huge impact on those those bottom level dudes, and that's something as a leader to humble yourself going to that point. Like I find Madison was incredible. the real deal, wasn't he? Yeah. Or isn't he? I think so. I think yeah, so. yeah. I well, you know I didn't know anything about him until like Trump brought him on his cabinet. But just watching the way he handled himself um, when he resigned and 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 he was like, uh, Trump's looking for peace. I'm a warrior. I resigned. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, his, I'm like, that. that's legit. Like, I, like that, his, his time deal. as a Marine, like, dude's real hardcore. Yeah. 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 All right. So <laughs> that's, that's the point. That's off topic. But, 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 but as a Marine, you respect him because of what he's done. He's He's been there. He's he's worked with, he, he's, and as a leader, that's what you have to be. Um. Yes, there are times when, as a leader, you step back and you observe the larger field of play, right? But it's always good when the leader also dives in and he gets his hands dirty. And he does the thing that nobody else wants to do. We see that in Christ, first of all and foremost. And and the thing that pops into my mind, uh, there's a couple things. Um let me mention two, and then I think that'll make a good, well-balanced. Um, when Jesus washes the disciples' feet, when that was unheard like, of, man. That's such an example of servant leadership. Yeah. For the, yeah. Yeah, like like the Jews wouldn't even let another Jewish slave. If you had a Jewish slave, you wouldn't let him wash your feet. That was for a Gentile to do, a Gentile slave mm-hmm. to do. And um, here's... God himself in human form getting on his hands and knees and washing these men's feet. And they, were, they weren't they were like our feet. Our feet stink. They're nasty enough. 
But these dudes have been walking around. They got crap on their feet from walking, th- you know, because camels travel these roads, donkeys, mules, all, you know, all that travel the same ro- roads they're walking. Dust, um, you know, and you're like, well, that don't mean they stepped in poop. Have you ever walked through your yard if you have a dog that's outside? You step in it sometimes, right? And, and so that's what's on these people's feet. And, ha- you know, we're rednecks. Uh, my household is. And I'll be watching my kids come in the house and they'll have their feet up and they're just black. I mean, like the top is gray and the bottom is black. And I'm like, that is some nasty feet. Yeah, I got to say, like, and, yeah, ever since we switched over to hardwood floors, it's been like awakening how much stuff gets trapped <laughs> in the house. I'm like, we're, we don't even have kids, you know, I can't imagine. <laughs> sweep, 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 sweep. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, it. And then Jesus gets down on his hands and knees. And, he, he, and then I love Peter. Peter's like, You can't wash my feet. And he says, Look, if I can't wash your feet, you know. Uh, then you're not mine. He's like, then I don't wash my whole body. And he's like, oh, no, chill out, Peter. I, <laughs> your your whole body's clean. I'm just washing your feet right now. You know, I, I, you know, I'm keeping the way that you're the, the the way that you walk clean. I'm not. I'm not. You've already been saved. I'm I'm washing your feet. I'm making sure that you stay on track. There's just so much like amazing symbolism yeah. in that act. Yeah, between the humility, the walk with Christ, just it's incredible. Yeah, him washing. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. So then the other one would be his death on the cross. Hmm. Him him being God, he could have called an unlimited amount of angels to just come slay everybody. And I walked out of that scenario without a scratch on him. And yet he chooses to to humble himself to the point so that we may have salvation. I mean, you talk about like yeah, an ultimate example of servant leadership dying for yeah. somebody else for their own yeah, and he's died for countless people. Yeah, you know, but there again, you go back and look at other places, and the Sanhedrin sent out guards to arrest Jesus, and they go out there and he's teaching, and they don't arrest him, and then they go back to the Sanhedrin, and the Sanhedrin's over there. Why didn't you arrest him? And they said, nobody's ever spoke with that authority before. The authority that Jesus Christ held. The people who came to arrest him, the, the people who, who, who at that time, um, outside of maybe a Roman soldier, you know, they were, they were, nobody messed with these guys. They were, they were, there again, they were the, the military of that time. The and Back then, there wasn't much difference between military and police. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they went and they, and they said, nobody, you know, we can't arrest this guy. Listen to how he speaks. Listen to the power. There was a there was there's also a scene in the garden where he speaks and everybody falls back. That's right. Yeah, it, it, yeah. you know, Jesus did not. Everybody wants to picture Jesus as this guy who just, oh, come to me, all who are weak and feel. And he was, he was. But there are times when he says, "I'm not going to do that on here. I'll, I'll stay." I'll, you know, stop. And 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 everybody goes, shh. Because of the authority in which he held. And yet, he died on the cross. He could have done whatever he wanted. He could have snapped his finger. He could have sent angels. He could have done whatever he wanted. And yet, he sacrificed everything. And as leaders, that's what we have to be for our families. 
we have to be willing to sacrifice everything for our families and God. And we have to be willing to say, you know, like, like you don't have children yet, but, but when you have kids and you look at them and you say, stop, they ought to be able to go, huh? Mm. Right. And at the same time, you're sitting there in your recliner and you've got your Bible in your hand or, or you're watching TV or whatever. And they just come up and they jump into your lap and say, I love you, daddy. They have that fear of disobedience and that comfort of being able to jump into your lap. Mm-hmm. Your wife should honor and respect you enough that if you were to say, honey, make me a sandwich, she'd go do it. Wouldn't fuss, wouldn't argue, wouldn't wouldn't complain. She'd go do it. And I use that because that, that tends to be the, for some reason that became like the, the, the feminist battle cry. No more sandwiches. <laughs> and, 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 but if, if your husband, has, and she, she does it, she does it. Because she respects you and honors you. How did you get that respect and honor? Because you did things for her. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. gave I was her say, house. By being that, that servant, that provider. Yeah. For her you well. sacrificed eight or more hours of your day so that she could have a nice house. You sacrificed eight or more hours of your day, 40 or more hours of your week. Like 48 hours a day, 40 hours a week is like the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Right? You sacrificed a huge part of who you are. You don't go to work because you enjoy it, right? It's work. Mm-hmm. You do it because it's what you have to do to take dominion. You do it because it's what you have to do to be the leader that God's called you to be. And in a modern context, modern society, that looks like working, you know, maybe for yourself, maybe for somebody else, but typically for 40 to 80 hours. I mean, I've, I've pulled out 80 hour work weeks. I'm, I'm pretty sure you have easy. Um, and and you do those things because you love your family and you, you sacrifice yourself for your family. That's just one way. Now, I think the way what came in was uh, in the 50s was I sacrifice like this and, 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 and therefore, you know, my wife has the martini and the slippers when I come home. You know what I mean? But, but it goes further than just work. Your wife sees you spend time with the family, with the mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Your wife sees you bring home flowers from time to time. Or chocolates or whatever your your wife may like, you know. My wife likes pot and pans. Every now and again I just buy her something that I think she'll like. I'm like, hey, that's got the pioneer woman on it. She'll like that. <laughs> uh you know you 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 show her, you know, love. Love isn't always easy for men. Mm-hmm. It, it's not always easy for men. And so to to actually put in the effort of showing a devotion and love that you wouldn't show anybody else, not even your kids, um, that that's sacrificing. Um, that when there's a hurricane and the lights go out and you run outside in the middle of the hurricane... And get the generator out, fill it up with gas, and you're you're 
you come back in and you're drenched. Your wife loves you for that. That's a small thing. That's something small that you just, it's, it's uncomfortable. You don't like it, but, but it's what you do. Mm-hmm. Because you love your family, and 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 a man, most men, I don't know, this generation's different than a lot of them, but most men can go, you know, I'll just sit here in the dark, I'll go to sleep, you know. But your wife wants power, mm-hmm. your wife wants electricity, your wife wants to make sure the freezer ain't gonna thaw, and so you go out there and you crank the the thing up, and 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 you do, so she doesn't have to. And that's one of those things you go, well, why does the man have to do it? Why can't the woman? Well, she can, but she shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, this is this the is su- there for. This yeah, is that's supply. what the writer's there you for. You sacrifice in this way for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you you sacrifice in in in. Uh, showing your family prayer. Showing your family scripture studies, showing your family how to do these things, um, you know, and, and you just give of yourself. The biggest problem today is we've all been taught that everything is about us, that everything is about us, and it it's not. As soon as you learn to make yourself a servant to most people, I don't mean like just your wife and kids, although that's that's where you need to start. That make yourself a First and foremost, to your wife, a servant, to your wife. Then the kids, then I'd let that like, flow out. I hope those come naturally, but you're like, you know, it's that coworker at work that you don't get along with, you can't stand. Yeah. Being able to serve them, that takes in another kind exactly. of love. Exactly. Know? And if you're not going to serve your family, are you going to serve that person? Exactly. You're not. You know? You're not. And once, once you start serving your family, and that works out, like you said, into the workplace, people notice that. Mm-hmm. People see that. Um, you know, the only person who can really handle Chris over there is, is, is Cavlock, you know, um, and that may put you in a position you don't like too, right? Like, like to the point where it's like, why do I always have to deal with this guy? <laughs> because they've seen that you're willing to, to humble yourself and sacrifice yourself and, 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 and be a servant now, if you work in such a way, and this this is a little rabbit, but I want to I want to say this: if you work in such a way and you you do a certain thing, and and, and you make yourself a godly, hardworking person, when certain times come, I, I'll give you a real life example. Um, we we work shutdowns. Shutdowns, you don't get a day off. You. I look at my boss man and I say, boss man, I'm going to church after church. I'll, I'll change here. I mean, I'll come in my church clothes. I'll change clothes. Then I'll get to work. All right. All right. I ain't going to throw on it. Anybody else had done that in that, in that plant, they would have said, he can't do that. But there's several things that before I got hired, I told him, I said, I don't work Sundays. I don't work Sundays. Um, and I told them, well, I just worked my butt off. You know, I mean, I I just sacrifice in that way. Um, uh, you know, you can share the gospel with people. You can share the gospel with people when you, when you work that way. And, you know, <sighs> David loves talking about Jesus, but, uh, uh yeah, 
you know, let's talk about Jesus, but what, uh, you know, what you going to do? I mean, if you get rid of him or you, you write him up, you know, make it, make it where it hurts them to lose you. Mm-hmm. And then you can, because you're such a servant. Right. Like, you know, like as a, as a Marine, I'm not, I'm not here as a representative of the Marine Corps for anything. Also, this is all just my own personal opinion. Personal oh, no, 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 no. He no. doesn't represent them. <laughs> Definitely not. But, you know, here, um, you know, like, I don't get a whole lot of freedom over my own job or, like, what, what the mission is or yeah. all the objectives and whatnot, right? But, like, you know, being able to act out, I think there, there's something to be said for taking all those jobs that you don't want, working with all those people that you don't like, and working as hard as you can, providing the best product that you can at the end of the day, and doing the best you can with the people that you have, you know, yeah. there, there's something to be said for being able to glorify God in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely believe that the, the 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 thing that we see is a God who we follow, who is able to to speak with authority that knocks men down. And yet gives himself to washing feet and sacrifice himself on the cross. Because it wasn't about Jesus. Right? It was about the Father. It, now, now, to us, it's about Jesus. He's God. You know what I'm saying? But Jesus walked around on earth uh, right before he uh, was crucified. You know, he, he goes, he's in the garden. He's praying. And he says, uh, Lord, if you could take this cup from me, but uh, not my will but yours be done. Not my will but yours. And he's saying... You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be separated from you. But if this is what you have, here I am. And 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 that's the way we we're to be as as human beings, as people. We we are to people not capitalism all the time. And 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 you know, government gets tied in with capitalism and ruins it. I think, but. The truth is capitalism at its at its purest form is hey man, I got I got uh I don't know. I got a ham. I got a I got a ham a pork ham. Uh I'll trade you this pork ham for a bushel of corn. Yeah, that'll work. Good I ain't had ham in a long time. <laughs> and, and 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 this guy gets a bushel of corn and this guy gets ham. And nobody walks away from that to my I got screwed. Mm-hmm. Nobody walks away from it thinking, uh, well, that guy is the hierarchy and the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this guy, you know, he, he's taking advantage of me because no, I want this. You want that. Let's trade. And, and, and ultimately that's, that's what it's, it's, it's a service based industry. I think it's where people get upset is like in that example, right? Like. Oh, I'll trade you two bushels of corn for your ham, and then the guy who only had one bushel is like, "Oh, well, I got screwed because I didn't have a bushel of corn." I want everybody should have the same amount of corn. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and 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 these uh, liberal uh, folks hate this the parable where Jesus says, uh, uh, "Is talking about the the workers of the field," and and I forget the exact, so I'm gonna paraphrase it, but you know. Uh, he says, I'll pay you $100 to work in the field all day. And they're like, all right, cool, you know. And then about halfway through the day, he realizes it ain't it ain't going to get finished. So he goes to another group of guys. And he says, hey, I'll give you $100 to work the rest of the day. 
And they all come out of the field at the same time. The work's done. They all come out of the field at the same time. And he's giving everybody $100. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, we've been here all day. And he's like, that's what you agreed to. Don't fuss at them because they got a better deal. That that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Son, if we could learn that. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. That was between them. Not me. I, I you know. He told me he was going to, we, you know, we we discussed this. This is what he decided. But people hate that. Wait a minute. Are you saying God's given us dominion over our own life? <gasps> He's given us freedom of choice? Yeah. Wait, what? That's, that's a no. shocker. The fact that I'm we shocked. would, yeah, the fact that uh, you're you're held to a responsible, anyways. <laughs> anyways. That's another podcast. <laughs> mm. um, but, but there again, I mean, going to the servanthood, you know, I don't, doing this with you. Right, it, it it it's neither of us are getting paid for this, right? There's no money exchange. Wait, I thought. Oh, wait, you're not. Oh wait, are we? Oh, monopoly. You're you're not. Oh, monopoly. Okay. I'll, I'll take monopoly cash. Yeah. Monopoly. So, so we don't get paid. We we do this because it gives us an opportunity to hang out. It it, it gives us an opportunity to share what God has given us wisdom wise as far as in reading the book that we've been going through and, and other things. We're going to branch out. We're going to finish this book and which oh, we're not far along as I thought we were. I was like, shoot, we're already at chapter six. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, we'll get through and with like that. Getting, and, getting somebody to, you know, turn to God's word. That's right. We'll be able to look life. at it and think more Not deeply. Biblically. We want to serve you. We want to serve you. We want to serve each other. We want to serve and that's that's the walk in which we ought to walk. So when we're talking about being a patriarchy, and a godly patriarchy is something that is good, we're saying that men and women serve, but we serve different differently. And God puts us together because men and women, when both working to the glory of God, are going to be able to accomplish things that we can't do by ourselves primarily make babies but it goes beyond that it goes beyond that and it makes it would be difficult to do that by yourself yeah yeah then we talk in vitro shut up <laughs> um <laughs> you're not doing it by yourself you bunch of whack job lesbians um so <laughs> it's not where i thought that was gonna go that was good <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can win. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't need no man to have a kid. Yes, you do. Somewhere. Uh, no. Anyways, anyway. yeah. It, it, but that that goes back to war on sex. I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. I don't need. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And and and, and the transgender thing is also a war on sex. It's saying, I get to determine what sex I am, not God. I get to determine that. And we live in this world where whatever you want, whatever you say is is plausible or, or possible. And we were told, you can grow up and be whatever you want to be. Well, I want to be honest with you. If it involves me reading a teleprompter, I'll never be able to do it. God has not created me to do that. Um, uh. If there's a job out there that, that requires somebody who's real big and goofy, then God's made me for that job, right? <laughs> like, 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 you know, not not to be 
Uh, you know, we were, we were talking off air one time, and I was like, "Yeah, I got into a jet one time. That that's not because <laughs> when I was younger, I'm like flying a jet be awesome, you know." And uh, I heard that you had to have good vision. I have ten twenty vision. And I was like, "Yeah." And then I'm talking to some guy, and he's like, Mm-mm. "And then I went to an air show down there at uh, uh, Moorhead Johnson. That oh, ain't okay. right. Yeah, yeah, uh, Cherry Point up Cherry there. Cherry Point, yeah, yeah. And they had an air show, and I climbed into the cockpit and that thing, and I'm like, <laughs> and that was before I was fat. I was just <laughs> tall back then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, I'm not gonna be a jet pilot. I mean, you know, there's just certain things you have to." except you know you're not going to be able to do and uh and those are funny examples but one thing you have to accept that you were born a man you were born a woman and god created you for that purpose it wasn't an accident god didn't accidentally create you for for to be a man or he designed you specifically he knitted you together in the in your mother's womb right like all the strengths all the weaknesses it's all on purpose exactly you know, if you're if you're not everybody can be Bugsy, Mo and and be short and play basketball. Um, can it happen? Yeah, he he shows that it can. I mean, I'm talking about professional NBA, but but it's not likely. And and not everybody who you know is, is great big like I am, could I fly a jet like on a very technical sense? Maybe, but I'm really not designed for that, right? Um. Uh, Yuka's over there talking about, hey, you can't fly no jet. I've worked years to fly a helicopter. <laughs> I know you. You'll get distracted and fly into a mountain. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's that over there? Sorry, <laughs> crash. Anyways. Um, but, but this whole idea... That biology has no bearing on who you are is a lie from hell. Your biology comes from God. And when you live a life of servitude to God, foremost and above all other things, you get married, you have kids, and he uses your DNA and your wife's DNA to make another person who is made in his image for a very specific purpose. And that, that's, that's an amazing thing that God has done. And when we rebel against that, it, it's ungratitude, it's hateful, it's bigoted. You talking about bigots? It, it's, 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 in reality, it's everything that they accuse us mm-hmm. of being, mm-hmm. and and against the science, you know what I, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, it goes against everything, and it's the ultimate. I, I maybe maybe it isn't the ultimate. They'll come up with something more, but it, it is it is a very major place to where we say a denial of God. A denial of God, and and they, they they, it is rebellion against the Creator, and and that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do, and to fight that, to fight 
we'll 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 wrap this part of it up here. I think unless you unless you change it. But to fight that doesn't mean that we have to become uh, the world's greatest. I don't know. Uh, I don't need to be a superstar, famous person to to combat this stuff. I need to be doing and living what God's created me to do. Mm. And we we had a we had a private conversation where we were saying that it's easier to control a few really large groups mm-hmm. than it is hundreds of thousands of little groups. Right. Same thing. Same thing here. When you're able to to it's harder to control a hundred thousand little homes, little churches, little 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 groups of people who are wanting to, to worship God. It's harder to control that. It's easy to control that one group that's real big and everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. It's easier to control that than it is all these little groups. So when we're talking about fighting and spiritual warfare and 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 that the the primary section of the book that we're talking about right now is talking about um how sex in the way that God designed it is a wonderful and godly thing that that is a it, it's and it's not just a good thing it is the it is the thing that drives our ability to take the minion for the Lord mm-hmm. it's it's like the literal tool we have yeah to go out and make disciples it, it's the primary tool right mm-hmm. and and so he gives us that so let's use it and be faithful in our little be faithful in our little have the kids raise them up in the admonition of the lord preach the gospel to them preach the gospel to your coworkers be faithful in what god's given you and they will not be able to i mean they may be able to take out one person or two person or or whatever but they will not be able to just squash this movement of god and this is the warfare you go back to uh uh, I'm thinking like Vietnam and and a lot of wars that have been fought since Vietnam. The, the American Revolution was fought this way where you had England. I'll go back to the American Revolution. We like these guys. So you had England coming in with their troops and they had these big groups of people line up in a field and then you had the Americans going, we can't beat them that way. Let's go hide in the swamp. Mm-hmm. It was a lot harder to hit a bunch of little targets hiding behind trees that were all doing their job versus this one group that would have been sat in the middle of a field. Right, right. And right now, right now, the way that we should do spiritual warfare is live your life. Live your life. I feel like God has more for me. Because that's how a lot of people feel. They feel like just living your life in a way that brings glory to God, is insufficient or isn't good enough. That's a lie of the devil. That That is a lie of the devil. Hold to what God's given you, and, 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 and if he gives you more, hallelujah, take it. If he doesn't, hallelujah, do what he's called you to do here and now. And so, uh, anything to add to that? No, I think that's a great, great note to end on. I'm looking at my buttons. I don't want to hit the wrong.
So, on that note, uh, I want to thank uh, the Yuka Man for joining me again, and uh, we'll continue to walk through this. And, and at some point, we'll talk about other things. We'll talk about uh, hunting and fishing and, and what were we talking about? Cars. Yeah, we'll diesel talk trucks. about cars and diesel trucks and all that kind of fun stuff. So, uh, you know, thanks for actually inviting me back. I'm surprised. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You will, you will always have a place on the love seat. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> all right. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at BigfootRevival.com. You can find us at BigfootRevival.com. I'm going to have to hide this. Can I pause it? I think I'm going to run out of time. <laughs> All right. So going back to it, you can find us on Facebook uh, at Bigfoot Revival. You can find us at BigfootRevival.com. You can find us on Instagram. Just look up Bigfoot Revival. You'll see us. It's the uh, the black Bigfoot with the red cross. That's our logo. Um, look, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. We're not to fear the secular society that's trying to, to, to tell you to disobey God. We're not to fear the world as it comes against us. But God has given us a, a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment. Use that to the glory of God, fellas. Look. Uh, 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 Yuka. I had to think about it. I was trying to call you Yeti. Yuka. <laughs> we out, son. See you later.